The following is a Joel Mahalik production. The following episode of the Joel Mahalik Show takes place between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a test. Welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik and I am sitting across from the loveliest of lovelies, the lovely Sharon. Yay! Hi! Hi. I'm sorry. As she, as she peeks her way through Facebook. Um, I'm never on Facebook though, so. You're not. I ever so the one time when you I on, get on Facebook well, when, in so long. Let me finish. In so uh, long, you uh, call uh, me out on it uh, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> never going on it again. Well, it's always a surprise when people who never go on Facebook show up on Facebook every once in a while. You know. Well, I especially like surprise. it. When, I especially like it when you like my stuff from like months and months ago, and I'm yeah. like, oh look, Sharon's on Facebook. <laughs> As somebody who claims to have been one of the first people on Facebook. I was. And then now you're never on Facebook. Because being one of the first people on Facebook, I got tired of it. Well, I had to join Facebook as a school assignment in college. And you could only, that's back when you could only get on Facebook by being invited and driving cars with feet. So what are you saying? Nothing. Are you saying I'm old? No, I'm saying you are forever young. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so. forever old. Welcome to the program. The web address is triple uh, jmtalk.net and uh, we're also on social media, TikTok and Facebook at jmtalk, Instagram and Twitter at jmtalkradio. It's funny because uh, our producer mr tony richards and i both got emails this week uh somebody trying to pedal because we own jmtalk.net they're like hey you want the jmtalk.com now i've encountered people like this before yeah i've encountered people in fact i successfully negotiated in parentheses screwed out of um a guy who was trying to sell let me tell the story so at work uh the former um chairman gives him his printout of an email he got saying, you know, if you want WilmingtonSelfStorage.com, you know, call, right. call me, let's discuss. Okay. And he gave a price. It was like, I don't know, like five or $7,000 to buy it. And this is what they do. Companies, a lot of these companies, lawyer firms, buy up blocks of dot-coms. And then as an extra source of income, they try to sell it at high rate, depending on what they think. Wilmington, very popular. Multiple big yeah. cities called Wilmington. Self storage, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and it, so that's what they try to do. So he gives it to me. Says I'd like I'd like to see if you can get this domain. We never used it, but anyway. So I looked up the information, like the registrant and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I called the I emailed the people, um, and said, you know, we're we're interested in this domain, but certainly not at this price, you know. And I offered, I don't know, I think. 
a thousand dollars. Says no, we're very firm on the price. It was five or seven thousand, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So I did some more research. I come to find out they had just registered the name like two weeks ago. So they oh. only just got the name. Yeah. And uh, they paid like a buck ninety nine for it. Wow. Well, you know, and plus the registration, so they're out yeah. thirty bucks. I'm being way conservative, probably more like twenty seven. After You're all being said very and done. generous. Very generous. Is what you mean. So, uh, so then I email them back and I get I I email them back and I give them screenshots of all the research that I did. Yeah. And I said to them, I said, look, you know, you just got this domain. You've had it for thirteen days. You paid dollar ninety nine to get it, and then eighteen oh nine or whatever to register it. You know, et cetera, uh, for two years. So let's double that. And uh, I said, frankly, you know, it's not worth nothing to you, but for your trouble, you know, and here's all the screenshots. I said, we'll give you $200 for it. <laughs> and I got that domain for $200. See, now, had you done, had he taken $1,000 the first time you offered? Yeah, he would have made. He screwed himself out of 800 bucks. He did. He did. Yeah. But that's what he wanted to do. Is, he was is, greedy. So I get the email about jmtalk.net I throw it out because I know exactly what it is and we don't yeah. we don't need it we've yeah. branded jmtalk.net right and uh, we don't need the dot com <clears throat> and then uh, so Friday a couple days after I threw the email out then you know Tony emails me and says hey I got this and I said throw it out I said because I know exactly how these people work and right. we're not interested how much were they offering they for- wasn't they contact us to, uh, to discuss you know so we'll give you jmtalk.com well, for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars well what's funny is if anyone, for a low low price <laughs> the, one of the ways they jack their prices up is they say this is a popular and this is why so if anyone yeah. thinks that jm talk is popular because of this show they're sadly mistaken that domain's not worth any more than two bucks yeah you know that dot com so hey, I'm on this show. I know. Well, you're and you're a dollar ninety nine of that two bucks. Oh, I'm I, I'm the penny. Wait, <laughs> why can't I do more? <laughs> I'm the I'm the penny. You're the, you, I you're sound the most, like I'm a whiner, don't I? Or why no? Hey, <laughs> which is untrue. That is very untrue. So I don't yeah. drink wine. Um. Anyway, so I haven't seen this yet, but you started watching the Blackwall Ghost. Yes. And you said something to me that intrigues me. Like, I want to see it, but, you know, this is double XP Call of Duty weekend. Um, so, I can't. But you said it scared the hell out of you. It, well, how, okay. how far in did you get? And don't spoil it. Don't, no spoilers. I only watched the first episode from beginning to end. Oh, you guys. So, you got the whole first episode. And you made yes. it sound like you walked away after five minutes. Uh, no. No. I got through the first episode. Okay, I watched the first five minutes like this. The rest of it was like this. Well, that's your typical how you watch horror. But, because I don't watch horror. I'm not a horror kind of person. When we watch The Exorcist. I am, um, yeah. When we watched The Exorcist Redux in the theater, when it came out in the theater, re-release. You took your blazer. You took your blazer off and covered your entire head with it. Skirt. The theater we watched it in was haunted. There was no one behind me. No one, because it was just us in the theater. The projectionist was behind you. Yeah, but he was up in the booth. Okay. Not that projectionist. Stop it. (laughs) He was up in the booth. And someone 
tapped me on the shoulder. You sure it wasn't me? Positive. No one was behind me. I was trying to offer you a dozen donuts and two cups of coffee. Oh, my God. You're so ignorant. <laughs> I know. I understand the theater was haunted, but how do you watch... Well, you really don't watch horror movies here. I really don't. When I was being interviewed by my favorite, my first horror movie, I told them about how you complain when I get jumpy and scared watching a horror movie, and you say, what are you watching that for if it scares you? Well, because if it doesn't scare me, it's not a very good horror movie, is it? That's the job of a horror movie if it's a good horror movie. But okay. I guess watching The Exorcist in a haunted movie theater trumps all. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and what is it the the reduct one? Yeah, with the extra that had the yeah. spider walk in it. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, that's why I watched the Exorcist through my jacket. Okay, and last night, okay, it was more than five minutes. I watched with my eyes open. Okay, it wasn't until <laughs> the very end. Which scared, which was the scariest part, where I had the blanket up over right, my because, head. Of course, because they had to cliffhang it and make sure you buy the next episode. But and yet, you you conduct amateur paranormal investigations. So, well, do you see do you see where the the weirdness is of that? No, I really you're don't. watching a movie on haunted theater and somebody taps you on the shoulder. So you're freaked out, you're scared, but you'll walk the Gettysburg Battlefield at night. And taunt them. And taunt them and get great pictures. And, and, you're, and I mean, you're, you're smack in the middle of it. my knees. But you're smack by. in the middle of it, and you did you do that often. You do it more than once. It's not like you did it and you're like, oh, I'm never doing that again because that scares me. Oh, my God, like this scares me. No, you, you go right for it again. Because I'm a medium. What do you want from me? Well, I'm an extra large, so I guess we fit. Okay, that's not what I was referring to. But, no, I, um, see, watching something that I have no control over, okay, is what scares me. When I'm in the middle of it, okay, and we're in Gettysburg or we're in a haunted house like the house we used to live in, okay? Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of it. I could control what happened around me. Okay. So, and being a medium, someone who can, um, by medium, I don't mean the, these people that <clears throat> are psychic and can um, read cards, which I can do, and my sister can do. Um, but I, all right, Ghost, Whoopi Goldberg's character, she was a medium. Mm -hmm. The woman who allowed, you know, the spirit of someone else inside their body. Which is a very, you know, appropriate conversation for this time of year. It is, October. It really is. It's so, your month. Yeah. So, anyway, yes, in that sense... I am a Whoopi Goldberg of Ghost. All righty. Yes. Well, thank you, Whoopi, for joining us on today's broadcast. Okay. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> um, so that that's a little something that people that know me doesn't know about me. Okay. Now, for real, like, 
you know, or click and, you know, right. different friends. Or a click knows about you. They know I'm a medium yes. and I can um, mm-hmm. conversate through spirits. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. So, I, I did thought not. I thought you were psychic. I mean, psychic. You didn't hey, know that? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> So things in the shower are like rearranged, right? Okay, yeah. So yesterday I was getting a shower and I get my loofah and I grab the the, the pump, or the soap pump, 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 put it down, and I start, <laughs> I start washing and I'm like, why is this this stuff not lathering all of a sudden? So what did I do, lovely Sharon? What did I pump into my loofah? Um, conditioner. Conditioner. <laughs> So feel my arms. Ooh, you're nice. I know, soft. right? My entire body's been conditioned. <laughs> I forgot to put it back. And then, of course, you know, then the rest of the time, the tub's all slippery because of the conditioner. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of creepy. No, it was kind of scary. Was it? That's yeah. what I said. Because when the tub's not slippery, I feel like sometimes I'm gonna hurl out. We have to. Get a mat. I know. Or something. I know you don't like mats. I don't like mats because they like get mats. nasty. But we have to get something that grits the bottom. How about those little appliques? Well, that, I guess that's the next best thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not crazy about them either. I don't want little fishies on the bottom of my butt. Well, we can get little topless me. mermaids all over the bottom of no, the tub. No. <laughs> little bottomless mermaids all over the tub. <laughs> Mermans. <laughs> so... Jinx. <laughs> you owe me a beer. Nope. But yeah, so uh, that was um, that was exciting because then I then I had to find the real soap. <laughs> right. Okay. So getting back to the Blackwell Ghost. Oh, I thought you finished that up. No. Right, so no. We drifted off to why I couldn't watch horror, as opposed to, and the other reason I can't watch horror is because nine out of ten times. I figure out a movie be within the first five minutes. Well, that's because a lot of a lot of your typical silly, campy horror movies are all predictable. Okay, but they're not the ones that I can. Because I knew, like five minutes into this, I'm like, all right, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> it must be a ghost, probably the Blackwell ghost. Oh wait, that's what it's called. <laughs> I am when we're off the air you're gonna come back with a black eye <laughs> you go with the dislocated jaw you gave me the other night in sleep <laughs> I swear it's just now starting to feel better by the way I can finally bite down all the way now can you yeah good but I really do wonder if you if you like in your sleep you know, this side's a little more swollen than this side for no. real, that side is more swollen than that Well, this that is side. the side that has the root canal that's just... Yeah, but no, like, it's it's like this side goes like this, this side goes... Well, uh, you have to compensate for the fact that I'm fat. And then Stop, if that's su- not what I'm talking about. If you about. subtract that, that I that's normal. The fact, if that's the case, then both sides would be fat. Both sides. <laughs> like that? Both sides aren't fat. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. So you resorted to fat shaming me on the air. That's great. 
Okay, I'm out. Goodbye. <laughs> Come on. Is it really? I, would, I, don't, I don't even I'm feel it. I'm not shaming you. I don't feel it to be out there more. Is it really? Look at me head on. Not that way. Head on. I always yeah. look at you head on. Now, well, during a break, I've got to see a mirror. <laughs> okay. There's one sitting right there. Oh, yeah, that one. Why don't you like mirrors? Okay, that's another story. No, that's another story oh. for another show in October. No. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Since I forgot that it was October and it's creepy month. It is creepy month. So we can each show do one creepy story or two. Maybe. Yeah. Also, you have there's an idea. You have an assignment. By the way, I do. Yeah, we need a timeline of the Gabby Petito thing. Oh yes, an actual timeline, not a conspiracy theorist timeline. We, no, 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 an actual we, timeline. We did get a request from somebody who listens occasionally that we should do that, like talk about the Gabby Petito Brian Laundry thing. Oh my God, I'm, and I'm in like, heaven. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know much about it. I said, you know, the lovely Sharon does, and. So you should get a timeline together because, you know, yeah. I'll provide the color commentary. You're going to have to provide the facts of that, but it's been requested that we talk okay. about that case. Well, that's because I just found out. What? Say what you mean. You don't have to whisper the word. These are our peoples out here. This, this is, is the first, first time you're telling me that. Everything that happens on this show is the first time you hear about it. <laughs> well, that's true. It is. <laughs> so... I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure there's some sort of timeline out there you can get your hands oh, on. Oh, definitely. No, I I, I we'll already it, know the timeline. Maybe we'll put it on next I've week's docket. Watched I everything know. about this. I know. You're. I'm surprised you're not watching a court case right now. I mean, uh, you can take time out of your busy court schedule <laughs> to, <laughs> to do a couple of segments. Okay, of he's this not show. lying, people. I'm not lying. He's not. You're like walking court TV. Long crime is. Um, should be the website that comes up as soon as I open up my computer. But... What is it called? Law and Crime. Oh, Law and Crime. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what you have to do. Maybe for next week. Anyway, so we are going to get out of here take our first quick break. And when we come back, we have uh, all kinds of interesting news takes to discuss the way we like to discuss them. They're all funny and silly and stupid. Plus the Wombat of the Week. And then later on in the program, um, perhaps something different. But anyway, what? all this and more coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back after this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star And the keys are on the outside. Ma'am, oh ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay, it's, it's just that the windows are rolled up and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes, oh my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks or? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. The shiny thing. Grab the oh. shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it, I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay. Now, what is that noise? Oh, that's my door alarm. 
Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hon. Oh my god. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, thank you so much, Blondstar. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blondstar. Always on, because you're always blonde. Welcome back to the show. It's the Joe Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for coming back after the break. Here we are. I don't have a black eye. I'm happy to report. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, all right. Um, coming up on a later, uh, coming up on a later, coming up later on the show, um, something special. But anyway, meanwhile, meanwhile, um, I was supposed to talk to you earlier this week about a story. Okay. And then we didn't get to talk about it, so this is going to be sprung on you. Okay. Um, and I know you love surprises. What do you want? I don't, I don't know. Somebody's trying to reach me. Interrupt the show. Um, I don't know. Um, so... Uh, this would be a jaw dropper for you. This falls under the. This is our Crime Stoppers uh, part of the show, by the way. Okay. Um, and uh, this is a story from, believe it or not, Czechoslovakia. Okay. Um, about a Czech woman who was in a convenience store when it was robbed, and so the only way that she could think of, uh, once the robber grabbed her, thinking she was an employee, trying to get her to open a safe, was. Well, I'll have oral sex with him. What? Yes. Come on. I I had to vet this story because it was one of those stories that I had a triple vet. You want to make sure, right? Oh, my God. Before you put some... Because there was a... That was some quick thinking. (laughs) Right? There was... I know. Wow. There was no... There was an Americanized story version of it, which was fake. That was really blown out of proportion. Oh. You know? Yeah. And to the point where the, here's the air quotes, the news story quoted the husband of the woman as saying, well, wow, she's never done that for me, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, you know, like, yeah, that's a quote <laughs> in the newspaper, right? <laughs> anyway. Oh, Lordy. And you have problems with your marriage then. But anyway. So. Yeah, right? Yeah. So um, a 36-year-old Czech woman at the petrol station buying cigarettes when an armed man began pointing a gun at the station clerk and punching him in the face before taking money from the cash register. Uh, the clerk was described as having blood covering his face and shirt after the attack. From there, the gunman grabbed the Czech woman by the hand and dragged her to the back office, believing her to be an employee. And um, the gunman, uh, believing to be Ser- Serbian by his accent, was ordering her to open the safe. And um, he, she says that he said he would kill me, he wanted the money, and he kept repeating his commands. So... It was at this point that the Czech woman began to flirt with him and figured the best way to stall him is to flirt with him. And then, so, she couldn't think of anything else but to start taking her clothes off. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And you're sure this is a true story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so... Wow. Okay. Apparently... Because that's the first thing I would have thought of. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Because a man is a man is a man. So anyway, apparently the ordeal while waiting for the police lasted about 30 minutes. So. What? Yeah, that was uh, 
either a very slow response from the police. I don't know what. But. Oh, my goodness. That. Mm-mm. Sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> because as I, as I said, sorry. As I said, that blows my mind. Well, she it, blew something. Right? Um, But. I now mean, you have to put explicit on the tag. I knew the minute I was putting this story in here, I was going to end up putting E on it. <laughs> Actually, the show should get a triple X rating on this one. But um, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm rather speechless, but maybe that's what people think. Like over there, you know. But the thing is, with a gun pointing your head, that's not the first thing I, I would have thought of. I guess not. Probably would have fainted. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have been like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, for real, that's not like the first thing, like, ooh, baby. No. Dude's got a gun pointed at your head. Oh, some people, was she a prostitute? It doesn't say. Why would you just assume that? Because she's acted like one. She stopped a crime. She thought she's a hero. What? (laughs) <laughs> so what are you implying, babe? Not, nothing other than she stopped the crime. Put the gun away, babe. <laughs> I wonder if it was a, more like a hold-up than a stick-up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got it. Let me mark that time. A rim shot should go in there. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness, right? Um. So, yeah. Well, there's that one. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure I don't get the... Well, here's one for you. Um... 147-ish-year-old Victorian church named St. Michael's. Okay. Okay. In England, I think. Decides to change its name to St. Mike's. Now, if you go to a church called St. Michael's, I, you know, I by slang and talking with other friends outside church, you might refer to it as St. Mike's, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I they, mean, I, that, I've never... See, here's the thing. You were Catholic. You're a recovering Catholic. I'm a recovering Catholic, yes. Right. I never, like, when I was a kid, I was made to go to church. But, yeah, not since I was, like, 15. So, So and everyone knows that I'm a Wiccan. Okay, so this just blows my mind. You refer, like, if if a name is St. Charles... Talking amongst your friends, you would say St. Chuck's. That doesn't even sound like it fits, but... No, but I'm saying, right, but I... You say because I don't know if there's a saint named Charles. Right. But there are, if there were... There are churches that are called St. Charles, so there must be. Okay, so... So, but... The ch- younger generation, they say St. Chuck's. I don't know. It's interesting. I haven't even gotten the crux of the story out. You say okay. younger generation. They officially changed the name of the Church of St. Mike's to attract the younger generation. They want to be more hip. Okay, but that's so, not the role of a church. That was my point, which is In why my- I wanted to bring it up, because I thought we'd discuss it. What does that say about the church as a whole? Because It's reaching. It's reaching, right? Because That's how, I mean, as I said, I am not Christian. I haven't been Christian since I was like 15. And um, so that just blows my mind that a church that you would think 
would want to keep up tradition right would not even conceive of doing that because if you think about it if and i have I, i've thought about this if you think about it your uh, most religions uh your is all based on faith you know what i mean yeah because nobody really knows you know we're gonna we can assume but nobody really knows nobody really knows what's out there Right. So it's based on faith. So, <clears throat> so yeah. So then again, you get away from tradition. The location of this Victorian church, okay, which is in the UK. That's what I'm trying to find out. It is. It says up top. It's from the Daily Mail in the UK. Right. Okay. okay. So, um, I know the UK. <laughs> Has a Church of England. Yeah, they're not Catholic. They're they're not because they broke away from the Catholic faith. So they are their own religion. What? I didn't even realize that. What? I mean, how I'm, could you not know that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not. Uh, Henry into... Tudor is the one that broke from the Catholic Church. Henry Tudor broke a lot of things like eight wives' heads, but anyway. No, only two of the eight were <laughs> decapitated. Or three of the eight. Anyway. Um, well, three-eighths ain't bad. <laughs> no, right? I guess not. But no, if, so if this church is in England, that is a whole different story. It's a whole different ballgame. As I said, it's they broke away from the Catholic religion, so therefore... It's run by the Queen of England. So, as long as the Queen of England says it's okay. So, uh, we, okay, we can spend a few minutes on this. What? So you did not know so that the are, Church so are you of saying, England. So you're saying? Are you saying? Is run by the monarchy. So you're saying the monarch is the supreme being yes, of the Church of yes. England? Come on, the monarch is the monarch because they were anointed by God. Hmm. You, oh my God. We, you and I have to I talk more. I was anointed by you. Yes, you were, baby. <laughs> but, so, yes, the the queen, the king of England. Who are they praying to in the churches? They pray to the queen. And God. And because God. Because God anointed the queen. I didn't see that at the coronation. It's part of the coronation. Right, because the bishop does it. And the bishop of the Church of England... The bishop of the Church of England is also anointed by God. I mean, it's anointed by the queen who's anointed by God, but it's the same thing. So the anyway. queen of England, as it stands right now, because, and I say that because, you know, it's the queen of England. I didn't think we so were going to go here. One of the right. sons take over, then he becomes the king of England, and their wives do not become the king of the queen of England. All right, we're not. Did you know that? Uh, yes, they become the consort. Right. So um, this church changes its name to attract <coughs> the younger crowd. Yes, I got off on my own little tangent, didn't yeah. I? It's also putting a coffee bar in. What? Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like oh my, my point God. my point my point of the story wasn't how much does Joel know about the friggin' monarchy of England or not? You know, I don't need to know anything about the monarchy of England because I have a wife and daughter who know everything about the monarchy of England. <laughs> but um <laughs> they want to bring new life into the church. And so my point was 
when you change the name to be more hip and you put a coffee bar in, what did, whether it's Church of England or Philadelphia Diocese, what does that say about the church and, Itself. and Catholicism? Correct. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. You cannot say the Church of England is Catholicism because it's not. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm just saying you just generalized so, right, so what you're saying all the my, churches as so Catholicism. The, so the thought that I came here with today on this okay. story okay. is out the window because this is the Church of England and that's a whole different ball of wax is what you're implying. Yes. Because they can't do that Let's move on to the one unless the Queen sanctions it. <laughs> If that is, in fact, a church located in England, which I suspect it is because that's a story from England, mm-hmm. then not, none of that could have been sanctioned if it wasn't, it couldn't have been done if it wasn't sanctioned by the Queen. So, there. That's oh. my take on that story. But why would you, though, why would you even say, you know... Why would you even want to do that? That is such a break from tradition. Yeah. And the part of well, what, the, the the part of going to church is for tradition. Well, one person speaking to the sun did say, quote, the idea of teenagers uh the idea that teenagers will be more interested in going to church if we rename it St. Mike's is ridiculous. What's next? St. Dave's? St. Pete's? Yeah, exactly. Exact my point exactly. St. Bill? St. Chuck's, like you said? Yeah. Uh, you know, I can go on and on. St. Bubs? <laughs> <laughs> Who, Bielsa? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Church of England, yeah. Yeah, it's part of the Church of England. So. Now, it says here that the Church of England has previously come under fire for adding attractions into churches as part of its effort to entice churchgoers from younger generations. And two years ago, it came under fire for installing a helter-skelter in a Norwich cathedral and was criticized in 2019 for opening a nine-holy-crazy golf course in Rochester's cathedral nave. Cathedral's nave. That's crazy. A golf course? I mean, well, you know, like, again, again. <laughs> That's all blowing my mind. Right, you know it what? Really is you, like you know what tradition here is is when the church auxiliary made up of a very nice large group of senior citizen ladies are making pierogi. That's church tradition. That's what you set up in the yes, church, not a mini right? golf course with a coffee bar. Exactly, exactly. And a Beatlemania band playing Beatles music. <laughs> I don't know. Just wow. Can we start a church? The Church of Springwood. <laughs> we could. <laughs> yes, we could. And we would get many tax breaks for it, too. Oh, man. Anyway, so... so Since we're both reverends. <laughs> right. We don't have much time, so we're going to have to move on to the Wombat of the Week. Um, and this involves, again, COVID-19 idi- um, idiocy. Uh, A cafe owner in, I think it was, Golden Bay Cafe. Oh, this is in uh, Australia. It refu- refusing to hire vaccinated workers to staff his Golden Bay business because it says it could be a danger to the small community. Now, would you like me to tell you why he thinks that? Please. Because he thinks vaccinated people are going to turn into zombies, so he's only hiring unvaccinated people. And the vaccinated customers have to eat outside. 
What? Okay, like Man at this Cafe point, owner. I wish we had video <laughs> so you could see the look on my face. Uh, the owner sought applicants uh, for front house roles in a local paper with an advertisement that, re- that read, only non-jab applicants need apply. Um, yeah. He's only hiring workers who have not been vaccinated. He said that based on his decision on health reasons and that he did not want to hire staff that may turn in to zombies. <laughs> Brains! <laughs> How ridiculous. Come on, I thought the the church story was was ridiculous. What? Oh, no. Hold, no. hold my mm. beer. This is a hold my beer moment. Wow. Uh, and his name is, and I don't know, how do, it does the N silent? Is it Nanga or is it Naganga? Naganga. Naganga. I think. His name's Naganga. He goes by the name Naganga. What? Naganga sounds like a zombie name. It does. Naganga. <laughs> Give me your brains on Naganga. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh my goodness! Um, he says, um, uh, "Yeah, he says it could be a danger to the uh, community of Golden Bay." Um, he said his view of vaccinations does not only extend to his staff but also his customers. If vaccinated customers come in, they would not be allowed inside the cafe; they would have to sit at an outside table. He defended his hiring policy as being selective, not discriminative. And he said that he already hired two new workers who have claimed, who he claimed, left their previous jobs after they were asked to be to vaccinate, which is a big thing. Like right now, the big yeah. thing is making sure that people are vaccinated from this virus, you know, so they can work. And you know, we're out of time. You know, I've been trying. I thought of something I want to talk about all week. I didn't write it down. And I was trying to think of it yesterday and today and couldn't think of it. And when do I think about it? At the 18-minute mark of the segment. When we're out of time. <laughs> so, so write it down for it next down. week. Watch your, watch your tablet. I'm writing it down right now. And then I'll... Uh, Lose that page and find it at the 18-minute. So this is the point of the show where we say goodbye, Sharon. So <gasps> Actually, you say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. And it's just that. It sounds that easy, doesn't it? It is that easy. What did Willy Wonka say? Pardon is such the wallpaper. sweet. Sor- what? He said lick the wallpaper. He said pardon is such sweet sorrow. I didn't ask about wallpaper and licking. <laughs> but he did say you can lick the wallpaper. Because a snozzleberries taste like snozzleberries. That's right, folks. Uh, I've got to get out of here. But when I come back, i got to treat very wise. So stand by. Uh, we'll be back after this. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One.
Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, this is the third segment of the show, the final stretch. Thanks for hanging out with us. And I have I have bad news and I have good news for you if you're out there listening to the podcast. Uh, the bad news, I'll give that to you first. The lovely Sharon has most definitely left the building as she has exited the studio. The good news is, however, you don't have to sit here and listen to me rambling on by myself in this segment because uh, we brought back uh, a special guest uh, this time in the studio and actually the last time he was on you didn't know he wasn't in the studio because it was a recording technology is just get just far exceeds the boundaries of my mind and but anyway so uh desandra from desandra gaming desandra still going with desandra still going with desandra uh, desandra from desandra gaming uh is here in the studio with me this week what's up brother oh not much man all right so he's gonna join me and today in this segment we have to discuss we got to get some things off our chest right that's right so we're going to be talking about call of duty not the new one yeah not the new one because we're not we're not buying into the new one and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute as well but you know we we play pretty avidly i guess i mean you know Actually, for a part-time gamer, <laughs> if, if uh, I could almost get about three or four matches in a, every night, so I'd say that's pretty average. But anyway, there's some things that bother us about the entire Call of Duty thing, and uh, I, you, you're the guest. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let you talk about what bothers you first. And we, again, we said not the new one. Currently, we are sticking with Cold, Cold War. War. Yeah. Over to you. Well, you know, there's not much to say really besides. Um this futuristic clown faced all sorts of types of different skins it's just uh, well i know that just before we went on we went on the air you were talking about uh the the skins for the for the assault rifles and the smgs uh, and just i mean how they're ridiculous with the you know the rainbow colors and um uh the one that they oh the lasers where they blow up your head and yeah, just but I mean, if we just talk about skins for a second on the guns, like the you know, like the the guns look like toys. Yes, you know, and uh, and so th- that's a big issue. And then, of course, like you said, the clown faces, the um, the the Dick Tracy costumes. The well, oh my God, what did I see last night? A French Foreign Legion hat. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it it's like so. A lot of these things that we that you and I personally have a problem with. I, I I think last night I said it forty times. I'd love to see people in, you know go to Afghanistan and try to do this. You'll never see it. Baseball bats and machetes <laughs> and I mean you know so the real like the realism is not there. Right. And to me, it's almost gotten to be like the WWE. Right. Like it's gotten less real over time. True. You know. You know what's going to happen before it happens. I mean, that's just how it is now. And you know. Not too long ago, when I was on the show last, we were sitting there complaining about the scuba gear. You remember with the black, you know, yeah, the black, black scuba gear. Yeah. Now look at what we got to talk about. Yeah, we I mean, don't complain about that no more. That's okay. This there, folks. There was a naked man <laughs> running around the team deathmatch map the other night. Yep. And uh, I, 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 he killed me a couple times because I was just flabbergasted at this. You know, it's like. <laughs> I, I, you know, I guess if you say to yourself, can they scrape the bottom of the barrel anymore on what they're doing for skins? 
Um, they do. They just they just went skin. Yeah. You know, but then what we were seeing uh, somebody in a uh, skin wearing pajamas last night. Uh, the different, bears, different colored bear yep. suits. You know, like fuzzy bear pajama suits, right? With a full face mask. We're going to Teletubbies. I mean, you know, we're bringing them back. I guess. That's- well, we have John McClane and Rambo and Judge <laughs> Dredd. You know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of them are not bad. Some are something that you can go, okay, you know, I could see maybe somebody wearing this in like maybe a foreign country, you know, something, but to what, me? A, what, a bunny suit? No, no, not the bunny suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll never see that that I know of. But, you know, the guy with the mask and stuff like that, you know, you could probably see maybe like a special forces or something wearing that, you know, something to kind of hide their identity. But this, this is just, I mean, what are they trying to like, you know, are they trying to make like the 10 year olds happy? Because they have a bear costume, you know, and that's interesting. I, you say that because I never thought of that uh, about that. Does it come down to uh, entertaining the younger gamers? Because you know, just as a side note, um, this past week, a former—I'm not sure the position—but a former someone from Facebook was testifying in front of Congress about Facebook and you know their policies and whatnot. Mm. And she actually said that um, she was saying something about how Facebook and other social media have put profits above people. And uh, and she said that in the direction that they're going that way, uh, without being reeled in, uh, is going to be very damaging to the future of the younger generation and the children. Yeah. And that's because children are getting in on this. Now, <clears throat> you know as well as I do why we don't use the game comms. Because the very first time that you introduced me to the world of team deathmatch, online team deathmatch, um, I, I was called some very nasty names by somebody who sounded like he was not quite six years old yet. Right. You know, and uh, and that that was the that was our first game, mm-hmm. and right after that game, just took them right out of the controller. I wasn't having yeah. it. I just mute all. It's That's ridiculous. So even good. back then, going back five years since you really got me into the newer the the online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, um, so I think since then it's been full bore. Let's cater to the younger generation. So maybe coming back to what you said, maybe that's why they have these ridiculous costumes. You know, I mean, are they trying to attract two-year-olds to play now? I don't know. Like bunny costumes, fuzzy bunny costumes with the mask and the ears, and you know, because that's that's really to a child that should be the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, you play yeah. a game like that, and then next thing you know, you're having nightmares because there's somebody in a bunny suit and a SMG coming after you, firing lasers and rocks and nuclear weapons. I mean, it's Lightning amazing bolts. what they fire out of these guns. Mm-hmm. Like that's so the whole thing. Really, I think it all culminates down to one point: where's the realism? Uh, I don't think that's around anymore. To be honest, I think Call of Duty is more now into the point to where they want to make it look cool versus being real. So, you know, when you blow up into a million little pixelated boxes, to me, that's that's garbage. Yeah. But to them, they think that's cool. It's something that most right. shooter games don't have. But do you want to be known as a shooter game that has fluffy bears running around in it or that you're actually that good of a game? I'd pick the game over the bears, to be honest. So even the Call of Duty mobile game uh, just a couple months ago, came out with some new skins that you could buy so you can dress up like an old west cowboy 
but still fire your Craig Six. I mean, right. you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't either. I don't, I don't. I mean, you know, the gunslinger belt with the bullets all around it, hanging down to your hip with a six shooter on there, right? And a and an MK4. <laughs> I mean, I think the you know the Call of Duty community needs to get together, and we need another you know we need another hardcore game. That's what Call of Duty used to be. Well, that's why they did Vanguard. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, man, Vanguard, I'm, I'm not purchasing it. I'm yep. not touching it. We're not purchasing it for a couple of reasons, folks. First of all, we both own a couple of the Call of Duty World War II games. So we didn't need another World War II game. Um, another reason that we decided not to move on is the people responsible for Call of Duty, which is... Uh, uh, Blizzard Games and someone else. There's two two companies involved. Activision. Acti- is it Activision? I believe so. We're still waiting for them to do something about the cheaters and the hackers. And so we're still, they said we're still like several months from an, anti- an anti-cheat. Right. I mean, you know, way back when you and I used to play Warface, and that has an anti-cheat built into it. Like if you didn't, when you signed in, if you, if you canceled out the anti-cheat part of the startup, the game didn't start. Right, you know, and um, and so another reason is the 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 lack of anti cheat, you know, and so the hackers get in there, and some of the rounds we play, we pull our hair out. You see, I have none left to pull out. (laughs) But um, you know, and funny, uh, just came out this weekend a story from Tom Henderson on Twitter, and he says that uh, he will be coming out with details about Battlefield 2042 has been hacked already. The anti cheat has been hacked by hackers who want to hack the game and it's i mean the game just came out it's you know to some gamers you know it's do anything to be on the top but i don't get that i don't either that's not competition well when you go to that's a real when, competition there's no way you can throw in those hacks you know, what are you gonna do when you're garbage <laughs> i don't know i don't know either it's I'm, I mean, I compare it. Right, so I compare it to so a hacker wants to be the top dog, kill everybody, this and that. Where's the feel good about that? You know, and I, I compare that. Well, this is a really weird comparison, but the first thing that comes to my mind is when I try to explain people that look, neither political party is going to. I mean, I know sometimes it feels like the left wants us to eat out of their hands and their pots and go to soup lines and all. Imagine if they did that. How do they make money off of us anymore? Like we have to be, you know, we have to work for them. So, yeah. it like you said, if you if you're just on the top all the time, like where's the feel good moment? What good does that do you? That's there is no competition. That's not even competition. Well, two things I have to say. One, okay, the main concern that they're worried about about these games, especially Call of Duty, is Warzone. So you go in there. That's their main concern. Who's to say that they're even going to come out with an anti-cheat for the actual game and team deathmatch and everything else? It might be strictly just for Warzone. So that way people can't cheat and shoot, you know, all the way across the map. Right. And the second thing is, if you are one of those people that love to hack and kill people, just remember, they are turning into a person that, you know, has these smaller-based kids, you know, 6, 10. How do you think you're making them feel for their gaming experience if you're sitting there just blowing them away? You know what I mean? If you feel good about that and you feel like your top dog is you're blowing away a six-year-old with your che- you know your cheats and your hacks, more power to you, I guess, if it makes you feel better. I don't know how it could make you feel better. Me either. It's something I wouldn't like. So, yeah, so that's so that's the story of Call of Duty. And, um, and again, why we're not 
buying Walsh is not buying into the season pass anymore. Again, it's you know, uh I, I bought one season pass. I didn't really feel like I got much out of it. No. Um I might have gotten the double pistols out of it, the maple leaf, because that was like one of those blueprints, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh I always and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not an expert gamer, but when you get those blueprints, so I imagine it's not the actual guns. It's the guns, but you can't you can't use it if you don't unlock it with anything else. So, so you get the blueprint, but then when you achieve a certain level, you unlock blueprint. Blueprint turns into actual. Yeah, like once you get the gun, then you can start doing your own attachments. But that right there is just strictly their attachments, and that's it. You can't change it. You can't you know modify it anyway. It's, it is what it is. This right. is what you get. That's how it is with the blueprints. Right. And then, okay, so explain nerfing a gun. Well, uh, let's start with, uh, let's say, the 625 that everybody complains about on the Call of Duties. It's overpowered. You know, it can shoot you, one shot, kill you. So nerfing is uh, they go into the game, they lower Well, they mean the programmers, not a hacker. Now, this is actually the programmers going into the game. Correct. So they get their men in there. They do a couple adjustments. They... They lower some percentages or some numbers so that way, you know, it doesn't do as much damage. The problem with that is, is you nerf them too much, they're no longer any good. You nerf, you know, you nerf them not enough and people still complain. So the problem with that and trying to change it and adjust it just right is it could take, you know, two, three, four, five times before they get that gun to the point to where, you know, everybody's happy with it. Right. So you're always going to have your complainers. Right. Well, you know, there is an old saying that says you can please some of the people some of the time, but you'll never please all the people all the time. True. And that is definitely true in the games. Oh, yeah. Call of Duty, definitely. Yes. (laughs) For sure. Okay. So first-person shooter, That's which is, I know that's my favorite genre. I know you like to do other things. You like to do sword fighting. Mm -hmm. We both do like to do... uh, now I don't count World of Warships. Uh, I count that as an FPS. You're you're still a first person Correct. shooter on you know you're shooting everything on the boat. Right. But <laughs> but uh, we just found out last night that Wargaming, who makes World of Warships, which is one of our uh, games, is making their first entry into the actual FPS first person shooter, and uh, the reviews on the beta tests sound like some people enjoy it. Yeah. They think it's going to be a hit, maybe. Oh, excuse me. Um, they think it's going to be a hit. I mean, I hope so. Um, and free. Right. If it's free and it's good, or just as good as Call of Duty, I would change over. Because I'm just tired of the same old, same old, and Call of Duty's answer to fixing everything is come out six months with a new one, and you're good for a couple months until hackers come out. Nowadays, you can see. It well, then, even- of course, we also downloaded Enlisted, which gave you a different perspective, too. True. Very true. Uh, I don't know if there, I think there's a term for that. Is it MMO? I mean, this was like it. It was a World War Two game. Yes. Yeah, and it was just like basically there was, I forget how many people. I think maybe 125 per team. Yeah. But I mean, you were on an actual battle map from World War Two in Europe, and uh, spread out, and uh, you know, so and it was just insane. I think there were four different positions that you had to take. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's a lot like some of the play in Battlefield One, which is I think where they got where they got that. And we had a good time playing that too. Oh yeah, first person shooter. But instead of like like we like our team deathmatch, but this is more like campaign style, but right. not like campaign style like Call of Duty. Right. You know. Yeah, that's where you're only by yourself, and that's all you can do. This one, 
you know, like you said, you're with like 124 other people on your team. Exactly. I believe we had to pick squads. So you had, I think, was it six or 12 guys in your squad? Yeah. You were the real person, mm-hmm. and then the rest were not. But you know, they all kept coming back like a team death mm-hmm. match. You know, until the battle was decided. Yep. Well, they're your fallbacks. So if your main character was to die. If there's somebody left in that squad, you would get changed over to that person in that squad until that whole squad is gone. Right, then you would have was, to, yeah. yep. Then you would have to restart once the squad it takes gone. you no time at all to figure to like once you grasp the hey what's going on here you got it yeah and that's you know that's the difference between you and I I mean you're still trying to teach me how to run my fingers across the keyboard the right way yeah I you know I failed typing in high school so <laughs> you know here's right. my typing fingers yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> what they used to call, or maybe they still do call. Well, I don't know. Probably not, because that was the old days. Hunt and peck. That's what they. That's what they used to call that. You're a hunt and pecker. Hmm. So you're hunting with your eyeballs and pecking I, with your and pecking with my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I, I I knew somewhere around sixty-five, seventy words per minute like that. So that's not bad. Right. That's not bad. I mean, that's what some people get doing it the regular way. So exactly. So, um, well, I warned you this segment would go fast, so you just have to you have to come by for more. It doesn't always have to be Call of Duty. Yeah, But sure. you can come by anytime. Uh, so, anyway, we have a Facebook page. It's called The Gamer's Cave. I don't know the address. There's, like, three people on it. Like, it's not – we don't – you know what? It's our own fault. We don't do anything on the page. We set up – we were planning on live streaming on the page mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. We haven't done dick. Yeah. So, but we have one. I don't have the address, but I'll make sure it gets in on the show notes. Uh, you can come by and see what we do have on there. I actually, I have a bunch of my afterlife and triple kill videos. I need to make a compilation, and then I put that up there and on YouTube. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, I mean, who knows? Maybe one day you get on Call of Duty, you may be getting killed by Desandra and killing me. <laughs> so. Because that's how we rate. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely the third, fourth, fifth placer. And I promise I don't cheat. It's all real. <laughs> right. We, we don't. And sometimes I'll have an amazing game where I go, oh, God, please don't report me. Because <laughs> this is really not me. This is really unusual for me. Um, but anyway, so that is some Call of Duty conversation. You know, something I really want to get my attention. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you for stopping by and joining me on the program. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate it. And uh, for the rest of you guys, uh, and on behalf of myself and the lovely Sharon, this has been, if you remember, the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. We want everybody to be good to one another. Uh, enjoy yourselves. We'll catch you next time on the podcast. Don't forget dot jmtalk.net hey i'm out of here bye all